Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you on this Friday. Gorgeous day here in Indiana. Surprised it's not like 49 and overcast and rainy in October. Instead, it is sunny. I think it's supposed to be about 70. Looking forward to enjoying the day with the family, which is why it's so surprising what I decided to do my podcast about today. My plan had been for this to be a happy podcast, a happy, joyous, and free podcast. A podcast of some exciting story. And then I was hit with the knowledge from somebody very close to me about a disappointing counseling session he had just had. And as I pondered it, and I thought of how many people have been in similar situations, I knew that that is what I needed to talk about today. So we'll have to do the happy, joyous, and free podcast next week. But today, we are going to talk about what is wrong with modern counseling. What's wrong with it? You see, here's what happened in my good friend's counseling session. They were struggling, depressed, all kinds of bad thoughts going through their head, realizing they had years of traumas and trials and transitions that were unresolved and impacting them. And I mean some bad stuff. So they made an appointment. They go, went to go see a counselor. They had 30 minutes. As they put it, I spilled my guts for 30 minutes. I cried, told some of my deepest, darkest secrets. We got done. I was waiting for answers, and I was hit with, your time is up. That must have been very therapeutic, getting all of that out. I'll see you next week. And that was it. My friend said when they left, they got to their car and they felt worse. They said they could look in that person's face and tell they had no answers. That the stuff they had laid on them was heavy. And the only answers they were going to get were going to be superficial ones. You see, their questions, what they went there for, were existential, spiritual deep things modern counseling is not equipped to treat. Modern counselors are trained to treat the symptoms, and that's about it. Now, there's some who do more than that. There's some who can dig deeper, but even those don't have the time with the paperwork and the worksheets, and they're few and far between. Now, they're worth finding, but they're hard to find. See, what modern counselors are taught to do is to treat the symptoms, i.e., I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I can't sleep, I'm making bad decisions. And then they have, and you know, I'm making this kind of kind of simple, but not really. They've got all these worksheets and programs, different types of cognitive behavioral therapy they taught. And, you know, if you probably heard the term cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive how I think determines behavioral how I behave, and if my thinking's off, I need therapy. Now, that's what's done. Digging deep, they don't have time for. 
how you got depressed, how you got anxious, I don't really have time for. And why is it? Because it's all evidence-based. Here are practices that are proven to work when you have these symptoms. Yet, when you look close at the data, efficacy in psychology is a far cry from efficacy in about any other place. You know, you got an infection and you take an antibiotic, it's probably going to go away. You're depressed and you go have a cognitive behavioral therapy session, it, it might do 2% better than a placebo. Look it up if you don't believe me. Or, you know, if you're in the field that I'm upsetting you, you know it's true. Now, before I go on, though, counseling is a good tool. I always encourage people to go see counselors. Now, why do I do that? Because all those cognitive exercises, all the different types of therapy, they're good tools, but they're more like a hammer than a scalpel. You know, they are tools that you can use, in a sense, to build your house, to build your life. But just, you know, like a hammer can only do so much, and in a lot of ways it's a blunt force object. Well, so is counseling. But counseling is not a scalpel. It's, it's not, in most cases, it's not going to get you to the root of the problem. Now, there's some counselors that can do it. If you can afford it, if your insurance will let you, if the counselor understands that what you first come to them for is usually just a symptom of what underlies it and they're willing to take the time to dig deep, well, man, a counselor can change your life. But I'm saying this today because most people don't understand that. They don't understand how it works. You know, that the thing that modern counseling misses is really it's cause and effect which is surprising I mean from the surface you wouldn't think that was true but it is you know it, what has happened over you know 30 40 years is you know they want everything to be a chemical reaction they want it to be like a medical diagnosis you know you got a cold take this you got this take this but life isn't that way you know well it, 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 most people you know, unless you're talking schizophrenia or bipolar, in which case it's going to be meds that help you more than anything because you got chemical imbalances and that's just how you are. But, you know, most mental health stuff that develops, depression, anxiety, those types of things, what causes them? No, sure, you could take an x-ray of the, your brain and, you know, show all kinds of chemical stuff. But, but, but from a human perspective, what causes them? You know, it's the impact of bad childhood. It's a death. It's divorce. Uh, it's an inability over time to listen. It is being bullied. It's a whole bunch of things. You know, it's just, it's more than just a cognitive error. It's in our soul. And, and usually it's an onion of things. It's an onion of things. And see, to heal that is more than just walking into an office and getting some exercises. True healing involves family, friends, faith, the time to dig really deep, to understand who you are and where you came from and what you need to move forward towards peace. You know, you'll read the news about mental health and they'll say, well, the problem is we don't have enough counselors and we don't have enough money and we don't have enough of this. Folks, we've never had more counselors. We've never had more money spent towards mental health. Now, could we spend more? Sure, but guess what? Depression is up, it is not down, and it's skyrocketing up. Suicide is up. It is not down. The number of people on psych meds is up as depression goes up. You see, the evidence shows I'm right, whether you like it or not. Everything's worse. And why is that? Because mental health 
is way more complicated than one plus one equals two. It is not the same thing as I get a virus and I get sick. It is not the same as I break my leg and then the doctors who are trained said it and I'm all better. It's not how it is. I, I think part of it's an ego thing. I really do. You know, when, when, when you meet people like a lot of times who got PhDs in psychology or they're psychiatrists. Now, they're not all this way, but a lot of them, you can tell they got chips on their shoulders. You know, they want to believe they got all the answers, a lot of them, just like a doctor might or a scientist might. They don't want to admit that it's more complicated than maybe what they're saying. It's hard for them to accept that, you know, you meeting with the pastor might have more benefit than meeting with them. Now, they're not all that way. You know where I've learned a lot of this from? Good psychiatrists, good psychologists, good counselors, the ones that understand they're only a piece of a much bigger puzzle and they don't have all the answers and they have empathy for who they help and they want to share whatever they can and they want to learn whatever they can and they want to point the people they help in the right directions. But most people in the system aren't that way. They're really not. Now, why do I say this? Why do I say this? Because a lot of times when people go to counselors, they're at the end of the rope. They're at the end of the line. They're there because they got arrested and they got to be there. They're there because their marriage is falling apart and they got to be there. You know, they're there because, you know, you're a teenager and you had a suicide attempt and your parents are making you go. And you go there and you're desperate for all the answers. I don't think it's expressed in the right way. That counselor does not have all the answers. That psychologist does not have all the answers. They don't. They got tools. Where do you find all the answers? Where do you find all the answers? You find them in yourself. You find them by asking the right questions. You find them by making the right decisions. Part of that is understanding where am I thinking clearly, where am I not? That's what a counselor can be great for, by the way. A sounding board. Somebody that hopefully is unbiased. And then maybe it can give you a little bit of clarity. And then you can move on from that. I was a big fan when I was younger, and I still am, of Jungian psychology who obviously influenced Joseph Campbell. And it's this idea that life is a journey. And that is the answer to all of this. It is a journey that you are on. And it is heroic. That whatever you are facing is going to be hard for you. And that life is a hero's journey. And when we face it that way, we allow ourselves to heal. We allow ourselves to get better. So my message today is really to my young friend. But it's also to you. If it's hard, it's supposed to be. If you went to that 30-minute session of counseling and they didn't have all the answers, guess what? That's normal. They don't have them. If you stick with it, they'll give you some tools you can use, and that's good stuff. Now, you got a decision to make. You can look at all the bad things that can happen. You look at, can look at the bad experiences that you dumped, and you can look at them as things that will define you, things that have taken away your choice, or... You can look at them as the things that will catapult you to a great adventure. And it is understanding life, learning how to love, helping others. It's an awesome adventure. My friend, one of their biggest concerns is where am I going? What are my goals? What do I want to be? And not knowing haunted them. And I said, but that is the journey. Make that your goal. Make that where you want to go. Use your pain, use your failures, 
Use the fact you're so good at so many things, let your, yet you were left unsatisfied. Use all of that to catapult you on your journey. You're a hero. We're all heroes. We are heroes the second we are willing to face our pain. We are heroes the second we are willing to make different choices. We're heroes the second we are willing to find the best all around us that we can. To talk to counselors, to talk to preachers, to talk to teachers, to talk to our friends, to read, to study, to move forward. And then my hope, especially if you've listened to some of the podcasts the past couple of weeks, is that when you've done all that you can and you still feel empty, you fall down on your knees, you look up at the one who created you, and you say to yourself, and you say to him, here I am. I'm finally here. I'm willing for you to fill me. Where do I go? And then the journey gets really fun. Then it gets really exciting. You know, I look back on the trials. I look back on the failures that I've had. Man, I remember those days I didn't think I can dig out of it. I remember those days I thought it was nothing but blackness. But I also remember the days I got up and I moved forward and I listened. And it has been an amazing journey that I wouldn't change for anything or with anyone. And my journey is unique, just like yours is unique. And it has been an opportunity to rise above myself, to rise above my laziness, my sin, to learn what it means to to be a man, to follow God, to be a husband, to be a father. You see, life is not something you fix. Life is something you face and you move forward and you embrace the fact you have the freedom to make each day a new day, to make each day a day where you have different decisions, to get help where you need it from wherever you can. Counselors can help you. Depending on your condition, medicine can help you. Family can help you. God can help you. All of those are tools. All of those are things you need. That, obviously, I'm biased. You hear it in the podcast, but I believe it. To lead us to the point that we're willing to get down on our knees, look up at God and say, you know what? I'm not going to find all the answers. The only answer is in you. Where do I need to go? Fill me up. And then you move forward. And then it gets exciting. And that is life. And that is healing Yet in a world where we want to make things one plus one equals two, we want to make, you know, healing and meditation an app on a phone. That is so far from relationship. That is so far from just listening to God in silence. It's no wonder depression's up. It's no wonder suicide is up. It's no wonder psych med use is up, yet people are still depressed. It's no wonder the evidence shows I'm right. The data which, by the way, those in mental health love to talk about the data and the efficacy. Guess what? The data shows your efficacy isn't very good. And the reason is, is because you've lost sight of your purpose. If you're in the mental health field, dedicate yourself to getting to know the person. Taking a risk. Okay? Getting away from the checklists. See yourself as a guide. Find out what other options are. Explain to people the limitations of what you do. Allow people to be known. 
remember that the most valuable thing you do is listen. And you'll be better at what you do. You will guide people better. You will send them in the right direction. And those of you who need help, go see a counselor. But when you go there, don't say change my life. Say give me tools. It'll remind you that you're there to get tools that you then have to use on your journey. It'll let them know that you're ready to do some work. It'll make them more comfortable. And you'll get more out of it. And then you move on. And you travel. And you pray. And you read. And you love. And you give back. And somewhere along the way, you get down on your knees. You look up at God. And you go, I'm ready. I'm ready to fly. And you will. You will. So until next time, my friends, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to talk about this all next week. That journey to get down on your knees, how to use things like counseling, prayer, how to get to that point where you're just looking up and going, God, let me fly. That's what we're going to do all next week. So until next time, until Monday, when we begin to learn how to fly, I want you to aim high. Spread your wings, even when you don't think you can, and it hurts, and they're creaky and feathers are falling out. Spread them. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. Love, God, humility, family, friends, all the things you can't pay for, but that sustain us. And I am your host, Siloan. It's great to be with you. Until the next time we gather round, peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride. Silouan Green.